Hello and welcome back to the Talking Barefoot podcast. I'm your host Pascal and today we're going to preview the Champions League semi-finals and the Europa League finals. Welcome Aranya and Behul. Uh, the Champions League quarterfinals were a treat for everyone, I think. It threw up some really unexpected results. It questioned all forms of logic that we have all the teams that we thought were great teams suddenly weren't playing so well i think mbappe's tweet probably sums it up for me where he says farmers league and you see leon and psg both having qualified for the semi finals only for the second time in their history leon have qualified for the semi finals man city who were touted to be the closest rivals to bayern munich fell off track barcelona imploded like we've never seen them they lost 8-2 to bayern munich and leipzig was another surprise for everybody because everyone thought that atletico madrid with their experience would do much better but nagelsman and his team have done wonderfully without timo werner and nagelsman even came out with a statement saying that you know we don't need timo werner because atletico madrid don't play so high up the field which made a lot of sense tactically at least however i do think that they will miss timo werner going into the semi finals and finals because he is a fantastic player he is germany's number 9 which tells you the talent that he has but the quarter finals if the quarter finals are anything to go by the semi finals are going to be quite exciting uh, leipzig are facing psg and leon are facing bayern munich now again on paper this seems like a done deal psg seem like they'll do better than leipzig and bayern munich seem like they'll do better than leon but if you've learned anything from the quarter finals and the round of 16 is that big teams may not show up in one leg ties so it's going to be exciting i like this aspect of the champions league where there is just one leg i think it makes it more exciting it makes it like a world cup sort of thing uh, i don't know what you both think about it but i think we should head directly into it leipzig versus psg is the first game on paper psg seems stronger mbappe is back surprisingly and he's made such a difference to that team neymar was fantastic the other night except for his finishing of course which is abysmal but apart from that i think he made some 16 dribbles over the entire match which is a record by itself Uh, what do you all think what are your views on the matter yeah i agree with you basker about one legged ties uh i think it's really exciting i i didn't even notice uh i think maybe because we're used to it now but i didn't feel that there weren't any fans i mean of course they have the sounds and all and it would obviously be better if actual fans were there but i still felt the full excitement of a knockout stage match and uh, i hope the semi finals are at the same level and if we look at the match again in the last podcast also we said that uh, since they're all one legged ties we can't you know guarantee that one team would win over the other we've seen that now so i think this will be more the, the more interesting match out of the two especially neymar you know he seems to come alive in quarter finals he's put in some of the best individual performances in quarter finals over the last couple of years but then again leipzig were excellent i think there were a lot of pl- uh, plenty of individual performances like upamecano's he was absolutely solid in defense uh danny olmo was good uh, tactically they were superb leipzig uh but then again with the quality that psg have they can throw on players like mbappe who i you know his fitness is again another thing that's quite remarkable uh and we could see that he turned a few players inside out so both extremely attacking teams i think like you said in the last uh, last podcast atletico are extremely defensive but we're not going to see that with psg I think it's going to be an extremely end-to-end match, 
and uh, i think we're all personally rooting for the underdogs maybe maybe we can't say that so much for the other match but i think for this one it's going to be a very exhilarating tie yeah i think uh, when the champions league started we didn't really expect uh, a semi final with leipzig and psg and because uh, the fact that they're so uh, hated in their respective countries and in uh, world football in general but obviously this is going to be a very exciting matchup like you said arnik probably more so than the other game uh probably because leipzig surprised us all really against atletico madrid and uh, julian nagelsmann has shown that uh, he's such he, he's there already and he's touted to be one of the best managers in the world someday and this leipzig team is a well oiled team i feel and uh, i was i think one of the few people who really said that leipzig are will probably beat atletico madrid because a uh, lot of people said that uh, atletico are favorites for this tie they can't be uh, you know uh, penetrated defensively but leipzig really gave them uh, a fight and they came out on top so in this game i don't really feel that psg have the edge anymore like you know we can't uh, call it at all even the other game i'm not even going to say that bayern are going to win because according to this champions league anything can happen and if, if at the start of the week we would have uh, you know actually known that all of this is going to pan out we we probably would have laughed at each other that this is not possible but it has turned out that way um in the matchup or say i would i'm personally looking forward for the upamecano versus mbappe matchup i feel upamecano really showed that at his tender age he can be a monster of a center back and there's no doubt that one uh, the top european clubs want him uh, in their defense but he is committed to leipzig for now and so probably we'll have a transfer battle or a transfer bid for him next uh, summer so that matchup will be very interesting obviously neymar uh, also is uh, played really well in the game against uh, atalanta and uh, he will obviously have all the eyes on him so uh, i'm very excited for this matchup personally for me i think uh, there are two things that stand out uh watching psg against atalanta one that neymar played as a number 9 for most of the game and icardi was playing on the right hand side and uh, mbappe came on the left hand side later on which is quite different from what we were expecting we're not used to seeing neymar that way but i think he really turned it on playing at that position and the second thing is that now psg will have di maria back which means icardi goes off and they have three lethal forwards in di maria mbappe and neymar going forward So I think it's going to be quite difficult for Leipzig, um, but again, like we are saying now, it's pointless predicting anything because anything can happen since it's a single leg tie. I think this match has a lot more subplots than we thought it will be because uh, for those of you who don't know, Th- uh, Thomas Tuchel and Julian Nagelsmann go way back. They were once both aspiring centre backs at Augs- Augsburg. and now they face off in a champions league semi final so even though a lot of people are uh, saying that this is a commercial tie or you know probably a tie where two uh, rich or two money drilled clubs are facing each other it has sort of a history it has a, a few subplots so it's going to be very interesting i think on the touchline as well yeah uh, especially cuz tuchel can't walk Uh, so <laughs> we know who's going to win that battle um, <laughs> i think the french word is the nouveau riche that is the newly rich people um, i knew last time i said i wanted the oil derby but man city are out so now i'm just hoping that it's all german final with leipzig and bayern and that leipzig win i want to see the german fans implode 
uh, I like chaos if you don't know that already and I think it'll be quite fun to see Leipzig winning uh, and stopping Bayern from winning the title I think German fans will just go crazy and I can't wait for Twitter to go mad based on that but coming to Man City I think uh, it's an important thing to address it's the elephant in the room how they've sort of messed up again in the last 10 years at the Champions League Pep Guardiola has not gotten beyond the quarterfinals with this team this was probably the best chance of going through they had easy opponents let's get, we can say that but they just didn't show up for that game against Lyon and Lyon are in the same final with Bayern Munich i think pep made the major mistake of changing his formation for the first half going three at the back for no reason i think that made a whole lot of difference and lyon played fantastic they played high pressing they defended well and they were counter attacking exceptionally so kudos to lyon for going through uh, they're going to face on a monster of a bayern munich side uh, to beat barcelona 8-2 is not a joke although this barcelona team is not even the shadow of the 2010-11 barcelona team but it still has the greatest player in the world probably so it makes a whole lot of difference to beat them 8-2 it's going to be a difficult game for lyon i think bayern versus lyon uh, but i think the only way bayern lose this is if they're overconfident about their strengths which we as we know germans never are uh, what are your thoughts about this meo what do you think about the man city situation and the semi final itself i think uh, obviously the manchester city game was quite appalling to be honest because uh, on the back of their win against real madrid everybody thought that they will go all the way to the final probably even win it but that wasn't the case and i think uh, is the first time that i probably blame guardiola for that loss because a lot of time players make individual errors or uh, they don't they're not up for the task but this i think defeat was totally on guardiola the fact that you would want to experiment in a champions league quarter final tie just speaks uh, volumes as to what your thinking is and i think uh, i've said in the previous episode also that his overthinking gets the better out of him a lot of times and that's what he did against leon and i mean on paper and in playing style obviously city are miles ahead of leon and probably they if they played their no- normal natural game they would have easily beaten this side but uh, guardiola from what i've read in an athletic article some journalists are saying that guardiola had an eye towards the bayern semi final or the psg final and uh, probably he he deployed a much more defensive side in order to cope with that uh, with those teams who are obviously so lethal in attack but i don't understand why would you then say that let's take one game by game uh, you know uh, that just doesn't sit well with me and plus i'm i'm that there can be two sides to the story actually like was guardiola fearful of leon uh, and which is why he uh, you know deployed a defensive team because he in his post match interview said that leon are very lethal from the flanks and he wanted to stop them on the flank which is why he deployed a five man sort of uh, defense but or he uh, you know kind of on the other side he kind of underestimated them that this uh, city side will steamroll them and then he was already looking at the bayern game so we don't really know we would probably never know but uh, it has to come down to guardiola and his thinking i feel uh, if mares would have started that game or probably bernardo silva or david silva a creative player would have started the game de bruyne would have had a lot of uh, joy in that attacking third and uh, with five man uh, you know i mean four years guardiola has played 433 and suddenly goes and plays a three man or a five man defense it doesn't make sense to me at all 
but obviously uh, city are not in the final and leon took full advantage of that i feel they played uh, extremely well and they put city uh, out of their misery i think when dembele scored the third goal so yeah as we've been reiterating so many times uh, coming to leon and bayern munich since it's a one legged tie uh, we can't tell but uh, but for this match um, you know I, i can't say i'm on the fence i cannot see anyone beating this bayern munich side i think they are so so strong um one interesting thing is that uh, in this champions league uh, the influence of uh, substitutes i think in the last few matches we've seen tyler adams chopomoting um, musa dembele a lot of substitutes have come on to win the game and uh, while musa dembele is a good uh, you know he's he's an excellent player he's a good substitute to have i think the strength of that entire bayern squad uh because i just realized today that um, we didn't even realize the loss of uh, benjamin pava in that team who's their first choice right back we didn't even notice that that's how good uh, bayern's performance was that's how dominant they were and uh, you know having somebody like joshua kimmich as a backup right back is it's not the worst thing in the world and then obviously you have someone like alfonso davies on the other side so it's going to be interesting because um Bayern pressed very well I think they took the game completely uh, but Lyon have a very physical side that matchup is going to be interesting to see but uh, I think that Bayern will probably easily take this I don't I even if PSG get through um I don't see abs- I don't see any weaknesses in this Bayern side and I think that they're going to fairly easily go all the way I the only issue is I think that complacency but uh, like you said Germans don't take that for granted so I think they're going to go all the way um for me I think I told you guys while watching the Barcelona Bayern game that uh, Bayern Munich have a very very high line of defense and had Barcelona better players on the ball and if they kept the ball kept the ball better they could have easily bypassed that Bayern defense multiple times they actually did but just the quality was missing so they really couldn't make a difference there and like you're saying that the Bayern press is great I think with Lyon they'll find it much more difficult to do that because leon play a lot of long balls and they play the long balls in between the center back and the wing back so it's a very difficult position for any of the midfielders to go or the center backs to move to and their holder play is excellent as we saw against city even though city had five defenders they still held the ball up well and they passed the uh, ball in the gaps quite well so i think bayern are going to face a difficult game for sure and from what i saw against city uh, leon defend very well so it's going to be a different difficult game it's not going to be easy but yeah i think bayern munich will edge it they won't win it to again i'm quite sure about that but they will edge it it'll probably be a 2-1 3-1 something like that for me um what are your predictions for the winners of the champions league i think it's time we decide that from our side uh mayol why don't you go first i'd go for leon i think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope that happens. <laughs> I mean, a seventh, a seventh place team winning the Champions League would probably uh, put everybody in a major shock, and they'd probably reevaluate their seasons as a whole. So I think it'll be good for football. I think if Leon win the Champions League, I think there are a lot of interesting subplots here. Uh, if if Bayern win, then uh, Barcelona have to pay Liverpool five million apparently because Coutinho will get the medal. Uh, if Lyon win a seventh place, Lyon team will win. Um, if Leipzig win, uh, Timo Werner will get a Champions League medal. Uh, 
so uh, there are a lot of little you know interesting anecdotes here and they'd also win the champions league in 11 years of existence yeah. that'll be something which will not go down well with bayern fans or Ge- german fans in general i mean i think i think the noise for the super league will only increase if leipzig win yeah my prediction i think i've made it pretty clear i think bayern is going to go all the way i mean it would i would love to see leon uh, you know anything obviously we can't say 8 to for Leon, uh, even if they edge it, I think that will be a huge deal. But I think Bayern is going to take it. I think PSG will take it. It's a slightly off-field choice. But I think PSG will take it. For the simple reason that their team is fantastic. They've reached this stage for the first time. They're running high on Adrenal. And I think Neymar seems more determined than ever to win something. And for me, currently, the best player in the world is probably Mbappe. He's the most lethal player there is. I understand that Lewandowski and Messi and Ronaldo and De Bruyne have better statistics than Mbappe right now. But if you have Mbappe in your team, I would choose Mbappe over any of these four players now. So I think he's that lethal a player. And Bayern Munich's defense is not going to be able to keep up with him. Not even Kimmich, Pavard. You bring whoever you want. If you're facing Neymar and Mbappe in the kind of mental state that they find themselves in, I think it's going to be really difficult to cope. Plus, I think we are forgetting that Varati is coming back. So, they are going to keep the ball very well. Uh, so, that's a very lethal side. It's just about tactics, I think, after that. How Tuchel does with them. But I think PSG might win their first ever Champions League. Now, coming to the Europa League. Sevilla play Manchester United. And Inter Milan play Shakhtar Donetsk. Sevilla have won against Manchester United. They've beaten them 2-1. All the Manchester United scored the 22nd penalty of the season, which Bruno Fernandes converted quite well. But they've still lost the semi-final. It's the third semi-final that they've lost this season. And they've come third in the league. So I think three seems to be a poignant num- number for them this season. However, they are going to end the season trophyless. Um, I think they'll be quite a dampener for the United fans. I don't see this being a bad season for them now. It would have been had they not qualified for the Champions League. But I think it's been a fantastic season. Although they don't have a trophy in their hands, it seems like the team is on the rise. However, Sevilla were the better team on the day. And uh, I think I'm very happy for uh, Lopetegui because he had a tough time after he got kicked out of the Spain national team manager. And then he had to leave Real Madrid within 15 games of managing them. To reach the final of the Europa League seems like it was time for him to, you know, get his time in under the sun. They played exceptionally well. I think they keep the ball well. They move it side to side extremely well. Their fullbacks are great with Navas and Regulion, uh, who play fantastic. And they look like a real deal in terms of the Champions League final. What do you think? What are your views on Sevilla? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, they're an extremely hard-working side. And as we know over the last, uh, you know, this decade, I think... The Europa League, we can call it the Sevilla League. They've won it so many times. They're so dominant. And I think every time they've reached a final, they've won it. Uh, so, that's a, that's something to take into account. Um, I think extremely uh, well-drilled performance, uh, especially the fullbacks. I was watching post-match interview. They had dedicated analysis just on the fullbacks to show how hardworking they are, the shift they put in. They're a very exciting team to watch and uh, it's going to be interesting to see them in the final. I think it was a tale of fullbacks, I think, that game because Van Bissaka had a very bad game, very uncharacteristically. 
I think uh, United had a lot of chances in that game, and if they would have taken those, we would not even have been talking about uh, you know them not being in the final and not prob- potentially winning the Europa League. But uh, obviously, their defense has been appalling, and uh, Maguire once again uh, showed everybody why he is worth eighty million with that no look defending which he did uh, <laughs> in that goal. So uh, I think um, obviously kudos to the. Uh, fullbacks, Sevilla fullbacks. I think Navas and Regulion were absolutely fantastic, and on the other hand, not so much uh, as per United. But like Bhaskar said, I think I would give credit to United. I think they had a good season in the sense that uh, making three semi-finals and uh, finishing uh, in the top four of the Premier League. I think that is a successful season because United are not at their best currently, but they're clearly on the rise. And probably if they can get a couple of signings in. they will become a lethal force we don't know if sancho is happening really so we yet to see what they're going to do with the transfer market uh, as for sevilla are concerned i think they are made for this europa league i think and they will obviously uh, give their everything like again like they did against united in the final and potentially win another europa league uh, title so it's going to be an interesting final i think and uh, we can't wait to watch it i think with sevilla they finished fourth in the league and they were level on times on points with atletico madrid which just tells you the wonders that uh, is going on at that club and i think they're well deserved finalists uh with united i think it's unfortunate that they've again uh, lost out in the semi final both of the manchester clubs this season uh, between them have won one trophy which is the carabao cup which doesn't seem like a great season for the manchester clubs but with united the one thing i notice is they seem like flat track bullies uh they when they in the premier league also they were playing smaller teams and they were beating them and then when it came to playing the big boys towards the end of the season they weren't doing as well um and again here in europa league also when they finally faced a top side like sevilla again they faltered so it seems like they are in a bubble of sorts where they are not really playing the top clubs as often and therefore you're not seeing them suffer as much um but i think next season would be a good marker to see where they are at because they'll probably have games against Tottenham, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Chelsea quite more often than they did after the restart. Uh so I think that'll make a huge amount of difference as far as United is concerned and where they are at. Moving on, their finalists, their opponents are Inter Milan. I think Inter Milan are doing fantastic under Conte. Lukaku has been lethal. Now Lautaro is doing exceptionally well. He now we know why he's been touted as the next big striker in the in european football i think inter milan the defense is solid the midfield is good everybody knows what they're doing ashley young has been fantastic for them as a signing and antonio conte we know is a fantastic manager he came to england when there were all the top managers in england and he beat everybody and he won the league with that and he proved his mettle i think the only problem with conte is that he doesn't really get along with the management as well which is similar to what mourinho is like but i think as a manager he's exceptional and he's highly underrated unfortunately but with inter milan i think reaching the final and probably they'll beat sevilla i think um i think it's a fantastic position to be in and probably sevilla have to be extremely careful of lukaku and the his combination with lautaro what do you all think about uh, the final between inter milan and sevilla uh, talking about conte even now actually uh, his relations aren't the best at inter there's still rumors that he might actually leave Uh, after the Europa League, so we'll have to see what happens. I, 
I think that will put Inter in a slightly weird position because they've made so many good signings uh, specifically for a Conte team. So to see him go would uh, put them in, I think, a little bit of a mess because for the next manager who comes in, if that does happen. But uh, I really enjoyed Inter, Inter's performance that day. Uh, Lukaku is absolutely on top form. The guy is an absolute, he's a brute beast. Um, I don't think this any defender right now who can uh, keep him off. And the way Lotaro plays off him, I think the two of them up front are excellent. So, I think that's interesting. For some reason, I feel that Sevilla will edge it. I don't know uh, I don't know why. I, I just feel like, uh, you know, like I said, uh, the Sevilla league, they've had the experience. And uh, we, we might see Conte leave if that does happen, if Sevilla win. But I think that will be an extremely interesting matchup, very exciting match to watch, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm leaning towards Inter for this match. I feel uh, Sevilla showed that they're quite vulnerable in defense, and uh, the United made a lot of chances, had a lot of uh, balls behind their defense, and could have scored a lot of goals than they did. And obviously, their keeper was exceptional on the night, and that was the major factor as to why United couldn't score in open play. So I feel uh, Inter are going to uh, penetrate their defense with Lukaku, with Lotaro and with the uh, wing backs which they have. And obviously Inter are very well uh, organized defensively. So I feel uh, it's Inter's chance to really show that they have finally arrived, I think, in Europe. And winning uh, the Europa League would be a statement for the rest of uh, Europe because they're going to be obviously in the Champions League next season. And with the signings they have made and with the names they've been linked with, I think Inter are going to be a formidable side next season. And many are probably even saying that they will uh, win the Scudetto next season because uh, the Pirlo project might as well take a bit of time. So um, I think I'm going for Inter in this match. All right. Um, I think we've covered all the games that are coming at us thick and fast. I'm quite glad that we have so much football to watch even during the lean season of football. Um, I think after this week, we'll probably have to wait for close to three weeks to see football again. So we must cherish this. The Champions League semifinals are going to be fantastic. We'll have a preview for the finals. We've already done the preview for the Europa League final. And I hope you whichever team you support wins. But that also means that whichever team you support will lose so on that note thanks for listening in and we'll see you soon with the preview of the champions league final you can follow our page on instagram at the rate talking barefoot i'm Bhaskar. thank you mayol and aranya for your wonderful insights into the game and we'll see you soon